Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Key Reese. And Key Reese, you just burst into the office today from a very fun-filled weekend. In fact, you almost didn't make Literally. it. You dialed into our morning <gasps> meeting from the car. It was all very stressful. I know. Well, I was in beautiful Newcastle. Shout out to our Newcastle spillers because Newcastle <laughs> is so gorgeous. You might have um, seen Kiris on the streets. Yeah, I was I was everywhere. <laughs> Over the weekend. Everywhere, let me tell you. <laughs> it was a beautiful wedding and then we drove back early this morning, but there was a massive crash on the M1. So oh, that's why we were late, bit unfortunately. Bit of a downer for the show. Okay. Setting that aside, we actually do have a very sexy show for you today because little Nas X has dropped his new music video and look, some people are very distressed about it. Some people love it. We're going to dive into the deeper meaning behind the video. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. Kicking it off with the news today from CBS, which is the network behind the US daytime panel show The Talk, they have confirmed that Sharon Osbourne will not be returning to the show. So the announcement follows an internal investigation into the heated on-air discussion about race with regards to Sharon's defence of her friends Piers Morgan and his treatment of Meghan Markle. And we covered that on the show a couple of weeks ago. So CBS said in a statement that Sharon Osbourne has decided to leave The Talk. The events of the March 10 broadcast were upsetting to everyone involved, including the audience watching at home. As part of our review, we concluded that Sharon's behaviour toward her co-host during the March 10 episode did not align with our values or a respectful workplace. So in response to Sharon's allegations that she was blindsided on air and that the conversation was orchestrated by the producers, CBS said, we also did not find any evidence that CBS executives orchestrated the discussion or blindsided any of the hosts. They did acknowledge that the network studio teams as well as the showrunners were accountable for what happened during the broadcast and said it was clear that the co-hosts were not properly prepared by the staff for a complex and sensitive discussion involving race. They've since gone on to do some training behind the scenes and have said that the show will be returning on April 12th. So Sharon has been a host on the show for 11 years since it premiered back in 2010 and she was actually the last remaining original talk co-host on the show. They haven't made any announcement about her replacement or anything like that, but I'm sure it'll be in the news cycle soon. The 2021 NAACP Image Awards took place over the weekend. And for those of you who don't know, these awards are held annually. They're presented by the US-based National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People to honour outstanding performances across the arts. So the big winners of the night included Rega Jean Page, who won for Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series for his steamy 
performance in Netflix's Bridgerton series. Viola Davis, the Queen, took home two awards. She won Outstanding Actress in both a drama series and a motion picture for How to Get Away with Murder and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, respectively. Her late co-star in Ma Rainey, Chadwick Boseman, who tragically died last year from colon cancer, he's continuing his amazing award show streak at the moment and he won for Outstanding Actor in a Motion Picture for what was his final performance. His widow, Simone Ledward Bozeman, virtually accepted the award for him and she used the opportunity to really urge members in the black community to go and get themselves screened for colon cancer and to really raise awareness about the disease. He was an uncommon artist and an even more uncommon person, but the manner in which we lost him is not uncommon at all, not in our communities. Black people in this country are 20% more likely to be diagnosed with colon cancer and 40% more likely to die from it. The age for routine screening has recently been lowered to 45. So if you are 45 years of age or older, please get screened. Don't put it off any longer. Please get screened. This disease is beatable. Issa Rae also won for Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series for her amazing series Insecure. And DJ D-Nice, who kept a lot of my quarantine vibing. He won for Entertainer of the Year and that was because of his Instagram Live parties during quarantine. And rounding out the headlines today, some shocking news emerged over the weekend that we have to talk about and that is that Prince William was named the world's sexiest bald man according to a new Google study. So the Sun newspaper reported that cosmetic surgery specialist Long Vieta conducted the study by searching for how many times, the very scientific process they use, how many times the prince had been called sexy in various online blog posts and articles around the internet. And the results found that Prince William had been called sexy a whopping 17.6 million times, which allowed him to come out on top as the world's official sexiest bald man. So he beat out boxing legend Mike Tyson, who came in at second, and Hollywood action star Jason Statham, musician Pitbull, and basketball icon Michael Jordan, who all made up the top five. A few other notable figures in there were Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Bruce Willis, John Travolta, Floyd Mayweather, and of course, Vin Diesel. So these are the official results, but people were not happy about this. And look, he, the main person that everyone felt was left, because he didn't make it to the list at all, was mm. actor Stanley Tucci, which makes me feel that no one else was watching his sexy cocktail videos I was just on, about to online say. because they are positively, like, indecently sexy. Yeah, and very viral, and yeah. it's very surprising that he didn't make the list. Exactly. So that's kind of what the um, Twitter picked up steam with. So Stanley Tucci, I will avenge you, was trending. Someone else tweeted, come on, people, I'm a straight guy. And even I was like, not while Stanley Tucci is alive. Someone else said, look, regardless of your opinion of the royal family, I think we can all agree that this is Stanley Tucci erasure and I will not stand for it. Yes, I love that tweet. (laughs) Dwayne The Rock Johnson has demanded a recount. So he's just not taking, obviously, he thinks he should have been in the running. Stanley Tucci took to his Instagram account to have his say, on the matter. So he tweeted a kind of a collage that I'm assuming he made. Like he's just, just tweeting him. I can just, really? I'm pitching him at his computer using some sort of like system to move all the like faces together. And his collage included Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Patrick Stewart, Bruce Willis, and also Ryan Reynolds, who's commented, hey, underneath, because obviously he's not bald. And yeah, he has like <laughs> a very thick head of hair. I think that might be the joke. Um, and oh, also- that's the joke. <laughs> Wow, sorry, 
Stanley Tucci. Key's not getting your humour. So Stanley oh said, whose crown should wear this crown? So many wonderful choices. So, look, people are demanding a recount led by The Rock. And, look, this news has just not gone over well. So Little Nas X, whose real name is Montero Lamar Hill, the chart-topping musician who broke the record for the longest-running number one single on Billboard's Top 100 charts with his breakout hit Old Town Road in 2019, has released the music video for his first song of 2021, Montero, Call Me By Your Name. So this video, which Keen and I have watched probably about 10 times this morning while prepping for this podcast, instantly went viral when it was released and has since been viewed more than 25 million times. And look, when watching it, some people are in awe, some people are bopping along, <laughs> and some people some people are practically foaming at the mouth in rage that something like this would be released into the world. So we're going to kind of break down the music video for you. So it kind of starts off with Nas in this kind of purple-drenched Garden of Eden. It's all very biblical. He's then seduced by a futuristic snake, which was very sexy to watch. He's then kind of taken to trial for slipping into sin. He's chained up. There's lots of hot demons around him. And then, and I'm really simplifying this in a kind of basic white girl way. So he's ascending up to heaven. Things take a turn. And he ends up kind of like sliding down a pole, pole dancing down into hell, where he gives the devil a bit of a sexy time dance and ends up snapping his neck, taking his horns for himself and sprouting black angel wings. I'm sorry, Key, that's probably the most basic white girl way to kind of explain what happened. You actually did a good job. You just did forgot I? the patent leather thigh-high stilettos I mean, look, there's a lot of little wearing. details in there that I didn't put in. We could talk about this video for the whole detail. show. I'm sorry. They were gorgeous. Look, I wasn't expecting it to go there, but when it did, I was into it. I just think he looked so beautiful on that pole. I was just, he was giving me so much face and I was loving it. And who doesn't want to do a sexy dance on Satan and then kill him at the end? Like, you know, it's living any young person's CGI fantasy. Exactly. And look, we could get really kind of nerdy and talk about how beautifully the video was made and how like visually stunning it was. But also, look, it was just a sexy time. And even though the devil's face, like he didn't look too excited at the beginning of the kind of sexy lap dance that was happening. And I was like, sir, if little Nas X is grinding up on you, please yeah. show sh- some emotion. Like, I know it's hot in hell, but let's feel <laughs> yeah, feel that heat, okay? <laughs> And um, kind of got in towards the end. Of course, you know, he meant not a great end. And then we can kind of assume that little Nas X's character went on to become the devil himself. So yeah. there's a lot of kind of imagery and messaging and, and that Metaphors. sort of stuff at play. Yeah. yeah. So once you kind of get over how visually stunning it is, the deeper message is quite emotional and quite clever. But of course, every time anything like this is released into the world, anything a little bit sexy or provocative or smart in that way, the people are going to get angry. So I'm sure your social media feeds just like mine over the weekend were flooded with people complaining about the video and talking about how dangerous it was, which in the world we're living in, I'm really like, this is the dangerous thing. The thing is, it's like, I actually had the opposite. Like I had everyone come, because now I just follow like black Twitter. That's all that I live Mm. for because they were coming out in defense. They were swinging, but they were also reacting to the critiques that were coming from Well, that's how they get into my newsfeed. Yeah. Like you don't follow these people, but once what they're saying gets traction, there's nowhere to hide from it. And also he is such a Gen Z. He really understands the internet. Mm. So I think even his responses back to most of the things were so good. Like Mm. I think that's a lot of people make missteps when their work is being critiqued, but he rolls with it and kind Mm. of embraces it. So someone else wrote, Little Nas X is a whole new level of demonic. Some of you all better check your kids' playlist. Stay in the know. And he was like, oh, my God, I made it to Facebook. This is so exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
And then someone else said, falling angels and giving Satan a lap dance just doesn't sit right with my soul. And then someone else said, Lil Nas X entering the fire pits of hell, giving Satan a lap dance. What is this man? Satanic as fuck. How don't people see the music industry is full of demonic and satanic people? I feel like that's probably true. This video is clearly a ritual. Gay agenda, clear demonic visuals. There was also two governors that spoke out from somewhere in America talking about religion and all that type of stuff, obviously, because there's lots of biblical references in the film clip, which I think was just one of the main reasons why I think some people have gotten really mad because it challenges their religion, which they feel very passionately about. But I liked the clapbacks that he had because mm. he pointed out that there was a lot of misdirection with outcry, considering obviously the very tragic mass shootings that have happened in the yeah. US recently and the fact that governors in the states are directing their energy towards a music video by a musician. They have better things to worry about. I really like that he came back in a you know funny way, but mm. also a really factual way that kind of burned them because that is what they should be focusing on at this time. So to get to really about the song, so it's quite obvious when you're watching it, but I think he gave a lot of context for him personally. So when he launched the song and video on Friday, he shared a letter that he wrote to his 14-year-old self, which explained everything. And it read, Dear 14-year-old Montero, I wrote a song with our name in it. It's about a guy I met last summer. I know we promised to never come out publicly. I know we promised to never be that type of gay person. I know we promised to die with the secret, but this will open doors for many other queer people to simply exist. You see, this is very scary for me. People will be angry. They will say I'm pushing an agenda, but the truth is I am. The agenda to make people stay the fuck out of other people's lives and stop dictating who they should be. Sending you love from the future. So he came out publicly at the end of June in 2019, and that was actually at the end of Pride Month in the US, and he never thought he was actually going to come out publicly. So now he's really kind of leaning into it and really understanding the power he has in having someone that prolific being completely open about their sexuality and embracing it. And the irony is there, you know. Bible bashing people are saying to gay people, go to hell. He does in his film. He has a great time. (laughs) And he has an amazing time in hell and everyone's mad. So for me, this was just really cool to see and it was so artistic. But on the flip side, there has been a little bit of controversy that doesn't involve very religious people, which I thought would be good to touch on really quickly. Um, So there's a photographer called Andrew Thomas Huang, who he came out on his Instagram stories with side-by-sides of Little Nas X, that pole dancing scene where Mm. he's pole dancing from heaven down into hell with a side-by-side of another musician, FKA Twigs, who we talked about recently. She is the singer who came out publicly accusing Shia LaBeouf of abuse, mental and physical abuse. And um, her music video, Cellophane, and he said, there's no winning when this happens, been copied before, but this feels different. Lil Nas X's label contacted me at the end of last year, pivoted away and then hired the same choreographer from Cellophane. So the two are very similar just in one scene. And it's even weirder because cellophane her song lost the grammy for best music video to lil nas x's old town road which is just like this very weird kind of coincidence at the same time so a lot of people saying maybe he's playing homage to her but i think yeah it's just a little bit dicey so as much as i love it i think it's important also to acknowledge there has been a little bit of talking around you know replicating that similar scene and using the same choreographer i mean it just is similar but the concepts of the videos are different too so you know, just good to highlight that. 
Well, it's definitely the video everyone is watching at the moment if those ever-growing streams are to be believed. And look, if you haven't watched it yet, although I find it hard to believe that anyone has missed it, we will link it in our show notes. And it's nice to know that as much as people are complaining about it, there is that lovely message there. So good on your little Nas X. Yeah, go Nazi. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for listening to The Spill today. And if you want to give your thoughts on our show or support us, please follow us, subscribe in your podcast app, leave us a review. As we say, we do read all of them. This episode of The Spill was produced by Madeline Joannou and myself, Laura Brodnick, with audio production by Leah Porges. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.